Hey, Moving Forward listeners, I'd like to take a quick minute to tell you about my new books. If you've been following the podcast, you'll know that I helped bring my dad's business into the 21st century with Poshmark. I've documented everything we've done so you can start a business right from your closet or expand an existing business with an effective e-commerce solution, even if you don't have a large marketing budget or social media following. The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is now available in paperback and for Kindle. You can also find the Poshmark Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses with worksheets to help you manage your inventory and negotiate effectively and confidently on the platform. Both titles are available on Amazon, where you can find quick access links at bemovingforward.com or in my link tree, which is in the show notes for today's episode. Start learning and moving forward today. Hey, John Lim here. This is episode 216. Let's go ahead and get started. Part one. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been revisiting a lot of black and white movies and I go through phases. There are times where I I watch a lot of black and white movies and then there are times where I just don't. And uh, about a month ago, I talked about 12 Angry Men, which is uh, on Amazon Prime. It's still streaming there. And if you haven't caught it yet, I highly recommend it. One of my favorite legal dramas ever made. Uh, I also recently uh, revisited Inherit the Wind, another favorite black and white legal drama. I recommend both of those. Those are fantastic movies. And this past weekend, uh, I watched uh, Key Largo and revisited Citizen Kane. Uh, so I would love to hear if there are black and white films on your must-see list or must-watch list. It's a different experience watching a classic black and white film. There's so much that you can get out of it, uh, if especially if you revisit one that you love. All right, let's go into part two. And today, I'd like to break down working with a business partner on Poshmark. And so if you're new to this podcast, I recommend start with episode 202. But just to give you a little brief background, I work with my dad once a week. He's got a retail clothing shop and we've been working for a little while. And uh, part of what I do or what I did was to help him find a solution to take his business online so he could expand, so he could stay current and competitive. So we actually work on Poshmark together and I'm going to break down what that looks like. But I'm also going to distill what I think are the three most important factors for working with a partner on Poshmark. So if you are doing this as a side hustle, sometimes you might not have time to engage on the app or you may have a limited amount of inventory. Working with a partner can really be an advantage in terms of increasing your listings, but also your coverage is in terms of engaging on the app. As I've talked about over the last couple of weeks, engaging within the Poshmark community is really the key to having success as a Poshmark seller. All right, let's break down the mechanics and then we'll go into the three principles or factors that are key to success. All right, it really, it's just both of you download the app, one of you sets up the store and we, we covered the setup in uh, the earlier episodes. So I do recommend check those out. Um, you can both be logged in at the same time. So this does entail sharing a login. And with both of you simultaneously on, you get access to the same information uh, on one store. So that includes the listing, that includes the statistics, as well as the financials. So uh, it's key that you work with someone that you absolutely trust and communicate well with. And speaking of which, let's break down those three factors. Number one is communication. And I wanna illustrate 
what it looks like when I work with my dad, because I only actually work with him in person once a week. I go up to his shop on Wednesdays. He's about an hour and a half uh, away from me. So I, I don't go there every day, but Wednesdays we work together and that's the day where we usually work on uh, listings. So we, we usually uh, create about 30 new listings uh, per week. And then uh, the rest of the week, it's about maintaining the account and en engaging in the Poshmark community. So I do most of the uh, on-app uh, uh, activities. So I'm the one who answers a lot of questions. I engage with a lot of the customers. I'm sort of the front-facing part of the Poshmark experience. I also engage in the Poshmark party sharing out the items. My dad, however, is the expert on his particular uh, inventory and listings. These are his clothes. This He's the expert in the clothing business, not me. So when I get a lot of questions that I don't know the answer to, I text him or call him and get the answer so that I can provide a really informative answer. I also am the one who really handles a lot of the negotiating and sales. My dad provides a lot of the negotiating information, such as what is the lower and upper bound for our zone of agreement. And again, if you're if you're not familiar with that, check out episode 213 on negotiating on Poshmark. So communication is absolutely essential for us uh, as sellers on Poshmark. Uh, the next important factor is dividing responsibilities. So uh, as I mentioned, I do a lot of the on-app activities. I engage with the customers. I also help facilitate sales. Once we do get a sale, I let my dad know immediately. He gets the alert on the app, but uh, I, I let him know just to reinforce, hey, we just got a sale. This is the item. I let him know what the item is. And he gets in his email the shipping label. I also set it up so that it automatically forwards to my email. So we've got the, the backup just in case. But he is the one who's really handling the operations uh, management uh, end of things. And he loves this. He actually enjoys uh, getting the actual garment packing it and and preparing it and then once a day he goes to the post office to take our to take the orders to ship out so he handles a lot of the actual supply chain and operations management side of things whereas i'm handling more of the, the facilitating the sales and the activities on the app so key important uh factor is dividing those responsibilities between you and your business partner and obviously underlying all of this as i mentioned before is trust I mean, communication, dividing responsibilities, trust has to be there, completely there between you and your business partner so that you can make this work, obviously because you have access to the same financial information. So what I recommend and your homework for this week is if you are running a Poshmark store and you're thinking about working with a business partner, sit down with that person and really, really have those conversations. Map out what the communication strategy looks like. Is it gonna be text? Is it gonna be phone calls? How accessible will you both be? Uh, you know, how are you going to split up the inventory or merge your inventory? And then obviously the financial arrangements, you know, uh, you know, is it going to be 50 50 or is it going to be some other arrangement? Divide those responsibilities. What does that look like? Uh, one arrangement is what my dad and I do, where one person is really working the app. The other person is actually doing the, the actual physical packing and shipping. Or it could look some other way. Maybe you're both doing 50-50 of each, but map out what that looks like and obviously have those trust conversations. I mean, this is something that you, because you're dealing with sales, you're dealing with financials, This is you gotta work with someone you absolutely trust. On my wish list, and I hope that uh, we see this sometime in the future, I would love the ability to have a sub-account for um, employees where 
you don't give access to everything because if you share a Poshmark login, currently the other person has access to everything. And obviously working with my dad, that's, you know, that's not an issue, but I, at some point I would love to train uh, some of his sales staff on it. And that's actually a feature that Shopify has that I really liked was the ability to create employee accounts with access to just uh, certain features and not everything. But maybe we'll see that in the future. But again, your homework for this week is if you're thinking of working with a partner, really break down what does it look like, communication strategies, uh, your responsibilities, and of course, have the conversations related to trust. If you want the write-up, just head on over to bemovingforward.com. All right, let's go to part three, a book that I highly recommend that I just finished uh, about a week ago, The Library Book by Susan Orlean. I'd seen this book trending for a while, and a lot of people have been raving about it. I didn't really know what it was. I didn't know if it was a novel or if it was uh, a nonfiction book, but actually it's a really interesting uh, historical perspective on really two things. Uh, uh, Susan Orlean takes a look at the history and the role of libraries over the last couple of centuries, both here in the U.S. as well as uh, abroad, but really mostly focusing on the, the uh, birth of the library and its role in in uh, the as cities came uh, with the growth of different cities and, and townships. The other event that Susan Orlean looks at is an event that occurred on April 28, 1986, which was a massive fire that nearly destroyed the Los Angeles Public Library, one of the most uh, one of the largest and most robust collections. In the, in the country, if not the world. And, uh, and she also takes a look at the person who was suspected of actually arson in that particular incident. And it's interesting, I grew up a kid of the 80s, but I do not remember this event at all. And Susan Orlean actually addresses that. And that's because Chernobyl actually happened two days before. So that I do remember, that was all over the news, all over the headlines. But it's interesting that this event that uh, otherwise would have would have probably gotten a lot more coverage and obviously was very devastating and had a huge impact on, on the people living in and around Los Angeles. Excellently written. It just sucks you right in. And as a bibliophile, as someone who loves libraries, I absolutely love this book. So I highly recommend it. I'll be back next week with a new book. If you want to follow me on social, it's at Be Moving Forward. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward.